Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? Hey, it's a great day, Dan. Glad to be here, babe. Yeah, Gloatfest 2019 continues. I have an absolutely (laughs) stacked show for you today. Um, And I'm going to start out with this, Joe. We have a really good source in this case. Um, Book two is coming along tremendously yeah. exonerated it's titled it's the it's the sequel to uh spygate my first book great news folks before we get started the book is now available on amazon i will put the link in the show notes today i gotta give myself a reminder it is now if there's no cover yet that we're going to launch the cover art soon i want to get it out as soon as possible for a november release date please please i'm humbly begging you this book is going to knock your socks off go Pick it up on pre-order today on Amazon. I'm, I, I, we need to get those numbers high because we got to know how many to print. I think it's going to be even bigger than the yeah. first one. Available now on Amazon. Exonerated by Dan Bongino. The cover art isn't there yet. We're just trying to get it out. I'm almost done with it. Go check that out. Um, I, I got an email from a source this morning, someone who's kind of assisted us greatly in the research of this, uh, of this book and otherwise, folks. And there's a great analogy. Listen, the Democrats can continue as long as they want down this road. You have Adam Schiff, Eric Swalwell Schiff, who got humiliated this morning when nine members of the Intel Committee during a hearing, I'll have that video for you tomorrow, demanded that he step down. Schiff is a sleazeball, and him and Swalwell can continue, as we showed in the video yesterday, as long as they want, continuing to fabricate this fairy tale that the dossier and collusion is real. But a a friend of mine sent a great analogy over this morning. You know, having been a police officer and, and one of my sources being a law enforcement guy as well, this analogy meant something. You know, a lot of times you get into vehicle pursuits and you can continue to run from the cops as long as you want. Right. I remember, though, talking to a friend of mine who was a state trooper in Georgia. Uh, he was uh, with a Secret Service with us or he's GBI or one of those. And I asked him what the vehicle pursuit policy was in Georgia. And he said to me, you chased the darn car till the wheels fall off. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Swalwell, (laughs) yes, right. Swalwell and Schiff can run all they want from this. You can continue to run from law and order. You can run from the cops, but the wheels are going to fall off eventually. Then you're going to ride the rims and then you're going to spark your way down the road. But eventually you're going to run out of gas and you're going to be forced in humiliating, groveling, disgusting fashion to open the door of the car, get out with your hands up and surrender to the fact that you are a fraud, that you and Swalwell and Waters, Maxine Waters, and everyone else who propagated this myth committed a major fraud on the American people. And I'm going to prove it again today with another damning episode. Don't go anywhere. Today's show, I'm stoked about this show. I know you are, dude. Today's show brought to you by a buddy at Bravo Company Manufacturing. Listen, I'm a supporter of the Second Amendment. I mean, sure, the rights of every individual defend themselves, but you want to defend yourselves with top-notch, high-quality equipment. Bravo Company Manufacturing is the finest producer out there of high-quality firearms. This is life-saving equipment. This is not a sporting arms company, folks. They make their equipment in Heartland, Wisconsin, right here in the United States. Their rifles are top-notch. 
They were kind enough to send me a sample of one. Not a sample, an actual rifle. But they sent me one. I picked it up at the local gun shop I go to. The guy I deal with over there said, you don't understand. These are really the best of the best. This is a high-quality, life-saving piece of equipment. Bravo Company Manufacturing designs, engineers, and manufactures life-saving equipment. They assume when a rifle leaves their shop in the hands of law enforcement, a military military personnel, or a citizen that will be used in a life-or-death situation. These are precision-manufactured rifles and pistols, the highest quality out there. They put people before their products. They feel it's their moral responsibility that will provide tools necessary to function properly. God forbid the end users using it in a life-saving scenario. Go to Bravo Company Manufacturing. Check out their website, bravocompanymfg.com. That's bravocompanymfg.com. And check out the best quality rifles and pistols out there. There is no better. bravocompanymfg.com. You need more convincing? Go to youtube.com slash bravocompanyusa. YouTube.com slash Bravo Company USA or Bravo Company MFG.com. Check out their equipment. These guys are the best in the business. Okay, getting right to it. So, breaking news yesterday. Ding, 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 ding. Rand Paul drops a tweet yesterday, basically exposing what we know to be true the whole time that the, the hoax master, the ringleader, the Mr. Rogers of Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. And that's no insult to Mr. Rogers, who was a good man. I should never conflate him with this <laughs> idiot, John Brennan, who, who is the, uh, the Mr. Goofball of Mr. Goofball's neighborhood. <laughs> Brand Paul exposes yesterday in a tweet that John Brennan, according to a source, was the one that asked that the dossier, the thing that the, the fake hoax document this entire case has been based on, asked that it be included in the intelligence community assessment. Some of you are saying so. Really? Because that's not what John Brennan said. Think about what I'm telling you here. Remember the whole 17 agencies agreed that the Russians hacked the election to help Donald Trump. Remember that? Which was really four agencies. Remember that report? Well, John Brennan, of course, led one of the agencies, the Central Intelligence Agency, the CIA, that was involved in the production of that report. The same report, if you listen to show 944 mm. earlier in the week, I think it was the Tuesday show. Yeah, it was the Tuesday show. Yeah. That Jim Clapper indicated in an interview with Anderson Cooper, the same report he said was uh, Jim Clapper, the director of national intelligence under Obama, said was ordered by Barack Obama. But Clapper said, don't worry, the dossier had nothing to do with it. Because Brennan knew at the time he gave a bunch of interviews that the dossier was fake and they were using it as a political hit job against Donald Trump. I have a little video here that we've played multiple times here though to remind you of what John Brennan said about the dossier and its relationship to the intelligence community. And this is going to play into where we're going next. And Brennan seems notably cryptic about the role of, of, of the ICA, but not cryptic at all in what role the dossier played in the intelligence community assessment. Play that cut. When did you first learn of the so-called Steele dossier and what Christopher Steele was doing? Well, it was a uh, not a very well-kept secret among press circles uh, for several months before it came out. And it was in late summer of 2016 when there were some individuals uh, from the various uh, U.S. Uh, news uh, outlets mm-hmm. who asked me about my familiarity with it. And I had heard just snippets about it. I did not know what was in there. Uh, I did not see it until later in that year. I think it was in December. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I was uh, unaware of uh, the providence of it as well as uh, what was in it and it did not play any role whatsoever in the intelligence community assessment that was done that was presented to then president obama and then president-elect trump 
How was the Steele dossier treated? It was, How did you treat it? You said you looked at it in December. I assume it's been looked at by, it was obviously looked at by the FBI. We've now learned they've tried to confirm some of it and have had some success. Some, not yet. Uh, they don't say it's, they don't they say it's unconfirmed, but that's about it. Well, there were things in that dossier that made me wonder whether or not they would, they were in fact accurate and true. Uh, and I do think it was up to the FBI to see whether or not they could verify any of it. I think Jim Comey has said that it was contained salacious and unverified information. Just because it was unverified didn't mean it wasn't true. And if the Russians were involved in something like that, directed against individuals who are aspiring to the highest office in this land, mm-hmm. there was an obligation on the part of the FBI to uh, seek out the, the truth on it. Oh, boy, Johnny B's <laughs> in a world of trouble, isn't he? So let's be clear here what we're saying. Rand Paul tweets out yesterday that a source, and he was on Fox uh, with Bill Hemmer and Sandra Smith this morning on uh, the, the new, on newsroom this morning. Rand Paul was on this morning insisting that a high-level source has told him that not only did Brennan know about the dossier, but Brennan was the one that demanded it be included in the December intelligence community assessment. Now, put up, uh, Paula, if you don't mind, the Washington Times piece by Rowan Scarborough. This is a Washington Times piece. Uh, Scarborough wrote, well, that's not what Brennan had to say or his spokesman in the piece. Here's a snippet from the piece where Brennan says, uh, or spokesman says, that he never approved of the dossier. In fact, the source said he worked to make sure it wasn't included in the intelligence community assessment of Russian election interference. Um, Okay. Was it included? Source says Brennan demanded it be included. Was it included? Source says Brennan demanded it be included. Who do you think is lying here? The answer is John (laughs) Brennan. This man committed a major league fraud on the American people. In that Chuck Todd piece, he says two things that it's now obvious are patently false. First, he says he did not lay eyes on the dossier until December. And second, did you hear it? Rewind it if you need to. He played no role in the intelligence community assessment. That is not true. That is not true. We now know, according to sources that are telling Rand Paul that Brennan actually demanded it be included in there. Now, does the Devin Nunes March press conference after Trump is elected and after Dan Coats, Trump's DNI is appointed. Now, does the press conference make sense after Mm. Devin Nunes went over to the White House? Devin Nunes went over to the White House complex to talk to his source about information specifically loaded into the White House computers on their computers and nowhere else. I believe to this day what Devin Nunes saw was information that was briefed to the president of the United States. That's why it was on the White House complex. And I believe that information included the dossier information in the dossier and additional information from foreign intelligence that was likely Russian disinformation fed fed to the White House through foreign intel and others. Russian disinformation intended to confuse Obama and others who willingly sucked it up. What I called the golden file in a past episode. Brennan is full of crap. He's full of it. This guy is a fraud. One more point on this before I move on, because this next section, believe me, is going to blow your mind. This is going to be up there with episode 628, 943, and 944. What did I tell you, Joe, before the show? Today we go for it. Yeah, man. Because this is going to change everything for you. Yep, you did. Now we go on offense. Adam Schiff's going to have to stop the car soon. 
There's only so much gas in that gas tank to run away from the cops. Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? I don't know what he's gonna do. <laughs> but it ain't looking good, man. Brennan. If why is Brennan saying he didn't see the dossier until December? You saw the cut with Chuck Todd. I didn't see the dossier, the dossier until December. Because Brennan knows what his spokesman said in this Washington Times piece is a lie. That Brennan made sure it wasn't included in the ICA. Brennan's spokesman surely knows, Joe, that sooner or later it's going to come out, like it did with Rand Paul, that Brennan is in fact the one who wanted it included mm -hmm. in these 17 agencies. Thinks Russia hacked the election to help Donald Trump assessment, right? Mm -hmm. You following me? Yes, I am. So Brennan says, well, you know, I saw it in December, figuring eventually it'll come out that that December ICA, I had to have seen it or else I'll be caught lying. What Brennan doesn't account for is how did John Brennan vet the information in the dossier, even if he did see it in December, which is not true. Mm -hmm. We know he saw it probably in the summer right. by August because Brennan goes and briefs Harry Reid up on Capitol Hill about tr Russian interference in the election and the information he briefs Harry Reid and the gang of eight on appears in a late a letter later that uh, later that week. From Harry Reid to the FBI. And in that letter, let's be clear, folks, is information only contained in the dossier. So we know Brennan's lying. But here's where Brennan's going to run into trouble either way. He may say, okay, you know what? I, I ordered it included in the intelligence community assessment in December. But I said I saw it in December, so I put it right in there. Really? Johnny B, did you have time to vet that? Did you look at it yourself? So let me get this straight. You got a dossier. It was well understood was political hit information, opposition research from a political campaign. You're the intelligence community director. Did you take any steps in December when you got it, which he didn't, he got it in August, but even allowing him to lie about that because he's lying. He said he didn't include it in the assessment. He did. I believe Paul's source for a number of reasons. Think. That's all right. What did he do about it? Where is the paper trail that he vetted this information before he used it to come to this assessment in the uh, intelligence community assessment that the Russians were trying to help Trump? How did he verify it? Did he do it in days, minutes? Was he Karnak from the Johnny Carson show? Ladies and gentlemen, what I'm trying to tell you is he's lying about seeing it in December. He had it back in August. And even if he wasn't, and he says, oh, well, I saw it in December and I shouldn't have told Chuck Todd I didn't include it in the ICA. I, in fact, did. Really, John? So you got it in December. You immediately give it to the president in an assessment? Did you verify it? You are the intelligence director. Uh, no, I didn't do it. Why didn't you, John? Why'd you put that in there? Did that make it into a PDB, a presidential daily brief? Unverified, unvetted political information used to spy on an American citizen? Do you see the problem these guys are having right oh, now, folks? yeah. Mm-hmm. They are in a world of trouble. Folks, the, ironically, the media keeps saying, you know, with the, with the collusion hoax up until it fell apart for them, the walls are closing in on Trump. The walls are closing in on Brennan, on Clapper, on the never Trump crowd, and all the hoaxers out there who are now caught. 
This guy is in a world of trouble. All right. Um, I want to read. Uh, these companies like to be here, of course, on our show. We enjoy having them. Let me read this quick ad for uh, ETS, who's a great company I love. And then I am going to rock and roll like you've never seen and blow your socks off. This is going to be, and everything I'm about to tell you is included in book two. Please pre-order it on Amazon today. It's available now, Exonerated by Dan Bongino. Let's get us to the top of the chart so we can print a boatload of copies. Today's show brought to you by ETS Speedloaders. Check it out. You see this? Easiest speed loader in the market. Listen, if you go to the range, your time is valuable. We know that. You want to sit there loading magazines all day? You want your thumbs to be purple with bruises? You ever see how difficult it is? I was watching, uh, what is it, Battlefield Los Angeles with my wife last night, one of the worst movies ever. Could have been better. And they're sitting there at the end loading mags. It takes all day. No problem with this device. What do you do? You take it. You go and get your rounds out of the box. Put the piece on at the end. Boom, pop them right in there, you're done. No sore thumbs, no wasted time at the range. I love this device. Go to loadmagsfast.com, pick up your uh, these speed loaders today. They are absolutely terrific. There's a better way to do this. I love this. It's the fastest loader ever made. It's incredibly fast. Gets the job done in seconds. Easy to use. You don't even have to touch the rounds. Just line up your rounds, scoop them, plunge them in. If you think loading one round at a time is the only way, you'll never need the ETS speed load. But you do need it because that's not the way to do it. Once you use it for yourself, you'll never load the slow way again. This is the best $30 you will ever spend on shooting gear. Regardless of your experience, ETS loader is the easiest way to load mags and prevent mag thumb. You don't want that. Listen. This thing has saved me a boatload of time. ETS makes a universal rifle loader and pistol loaders for 9mm, 40. This is the 45 caliber one and 380. Check them out for yourself. LoadMagsFast.com. That's LoadMagsFast.com. Here's the thing. Use promo code Dan. You'll get free shipping. Go to LoadMagsFast.com right now. Promo code Dan for free shipping. Love this product. All right, let's get firing through this, babe. Here we go. Andy McCarthy, one of the premier... Uh, I'd say the legal analyst out there uh, is a Fox News contributor like me. Um, Andy McCarthy has done some incredible work. He wrote an opinion piece. Please, please read the show notes today at Bongino.com. It's at the website. You go to the menu, click on podcast. The articles are associated with the show right below it. Please read the show notes. Andy McCarthy has a tremendous, tremendous article up on FoxNews.com headline. Andy McCarthy. How long has Bob Mueller known there was no Trump-Russia collusion? Folks, I asked this question on Fox and Friends last Saturday. I'm not trying to take credit. Andy McCarthy's a brilliant guy. And I'll be honest with you, he does a better job than I did in this opinion piece of explaining where I was going. Why does this matter, folks? Because now we know, pursuant to part one of the show we just covered about Brennan, I may name this exonerated part three because this is important. Now we know, according to part one, that the dossier was a hoax. We know the FBI investigated it. We know now John Brennan pushed it. And we know John Brennan pushed it into an intelligence community assessment, despite the fact that he has told people and released public statements saying he did the exact opposite. Right. Because he's running from it because he's a fraud and he knows he's in a world of trouble when this thing was entirely discredited. Mm -hmm. Part two matters of this show and where McCarthy's going with this and what I hit on on Fox and Friends on that Saturday hit that some of you saw. Because ladies and gentlemen, just how early did Bob Mueller know that this whole thing was a hoax, was based on the dossier? And the question that evolves from that is, what the hell was Bob Mueller doing for 675 days? The answer is, he was engaging in a prolonged political attack to diminish the political capital 
and disrupt the presidency of President Donald J. Trump. Any of you out there applauding the Mueller investigation, I'm sorry, but you have failed to do a deeper analysis of what this was. Bob Mueller will go down in history as a disgraced FBI director who engaged in one of the most disgusting witch hunts in American history based on a hoax dossier that I'm going to lay out the case for you right now in so thorough or complete a fashion you will never look at Bob Mueller again the same way. That he engaged in an investigation despite absolutely unequivocally knowing in the summer of 2017 that what he was investigating was a complete, total hoax. Okay. First, let me allow Andy to explain it in his own words. This is an appearance Andy McCarthy did with uh, Bill Hemmer and Sandra Smith. Andy McCarthy explaining exactly why when Mueller found this out is important. This is an important cut. Yeah, and Bill, think about what Comey didn't tell the president. What they did was they gave the president a small snapshot of what was in this dossier, the, the P-tape, the salacious stuff. What didn't he tell the president? He didn't tell him, oh, and by the way, the dossier also alleges that you're involved in a massive conspiracy with Putin to undermine the election and to hack Democratic accounts. And I, I, I forgot to mention this to you, but we've been in the FISA court for three months getting surveillance warrants against people involved in your campaign on the theory that you're a Russian agent. Just wanted to mention that. I, I don't, you know, that's not the conversation that they had in January. And what to me is amazing is that they continued even after Trump was in office, January, uh, April, June, to go back to the FISA court on the basis of this same information and if you think about it, Mueller scrubbed this information very carefully in deciding that there was no collusion. Why didn't the FBI and the Justice Department try to verify it and corroborate it? And when they couldn't verify it, why didn't they refrain from going to the FISA court all, in the first relevant place? Question. Yes. Bingo. Brother Andy. And he, this guy is brilliant. Bingo. He just nails it. He talks about a couple things there. First, he addresses the Comey meet. Jim Comey, for those of you that forget, goes up to New York to Trump Tower to talk to Donald Trump right after the election. That is where he tells Trump that there's this document out there that's, quote, salacious and unverified. That's where that quote comes from. Really? Because, Jim, you verified it. You signed the FISA warrant. So he tells Trump it's salacious and unverified and a lie because he verified it himself. But Andy McCarthy says he only tells him about the sexual stuff, the P-tape. It's a family-friendly show. I'll leave the details out, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. He doesn't tell Trump about the allegations that he colluded with the Russians. Why is that significant, folks? I'll get to the mullet. So it's all going to tie in. It's significant because Comey, this fraud, fake, phony, just like Brennan, Jim Comey knows if he tells Trump that they're still investigating him for collusion— that Trump's radar is going to perk up because Trump knows he didn't collude with the Russians. Why? Because Mueller doesn't exonerate Trump, nor does Comey. Trump exonerated Trump. Trump never did anything. You don't think he would have said to his people at DOJ, hey, guys, what, what are we investigating? A collusion hoax with my team? Comey leaves that out, Joe. Yes, sir. Because why? 
They are still investigating him in a desperate, desperate, last minute, wheels off the tires, sparking thing, running out of gas vehicle pursuit to verify at least one credible allegation in the dossier. Why, Joe? To put some meat on the bone of a hoax investigation Jim Comey has been conducting for upwards of a year by the time he gets in there to Trump. So he says the P-tape stuff to kind of give Trump a hint that the dossier's out there so that they can leak it to the media in conjunction with Jim Clapper. Go listen to episode 944. Clapper leaks it to CNN's Jake Tapper that there was a briefing about the dossier, not the sexual stuff. I mean, excuse me, the sexual stuff, not the Russia stuff, because they don't want Trump to know about that because they're still Mm -hmm. desperate to confirm it. And then stories are written to discredit Trump in the media about a dossier everybody knows is fake. Why does this matter? Paul, if you could put up on the screen, for those of you who want to watch at home, youtube.com slash Bongino. Don't worry, I'll read it to you for your audio, folks. It's important. The first snippet from Andy McCarthy's piece. This is important. By the time Mueller's appointed on May 17, 2017, the FBI had been trying to unsuccessfully for nearly a year to corroborate the dossier's allegations. Bureau officials conceded to congressional investigators they were never able to do so. Important. Notwithstanding that, By the time of Mueller's appointment, the Justice Department and FBI had relied on the dossier three times, a FISA and two renewals, folks, in what they labeled verified applications to obtain warrants from the FISA court. This is critical. Andy McCarthy hits what we have been talking about on this show for months, Joe. The weak point. The weak joint in this entire muscular bone structure Mm -hmm. for the collusion hoaxers and the conspirators in Spygate is the fact that the information they brought into the FISA court had to be verified pursuant to the Woods procedure, a procedure on record. They had to sign off. That's why Andy McCarthy in that piece, for those of you who saw it on YouTube, you can see it. For those of you listening at home, he has in capital letters, it was stamped verified by the Woods file. In other words, they had already sworn to a FISA and two renewals by the time Trump is in office and Comey's briefing them that they had verified information that Jim Comey tells Donald Trump is what, Joe? Salacious and unverified. He signed his name to it. Yep. How many... Gosh, for months I've been telling you the Woods file, the Woods procedure is the key to this whole case. Comey stamped it verified, signed it, and then told Trump in January after a FISA and two renewals that it was unverified. Those stories can't be true. Just like Brennan's story that I did not include it in the intelligence community assessment. Breaking source, Brennan demanded the dossier be included in the intelligence community assessment. These stories, ladies and gentlemen, cannot be true. They cannot run on parallel tracks. They are perpendicular stories. They are not parallel. Somebody is lying. And it's obvious that that person is Jim Comey and John Brennan. How does this relate to Mueller? McCarthy goes on in this piece. Slide two here. He says, and make no mistake about what this means. 
in each and every FISA application. After describing the hacking operations carried out by the Russian operatives, the Justice Department asserted that the, this is important, folks. I can't say this, and I'm sorry to keep hammering you with that. I know, but this is critical. In each application for the FISA, a FISA and two renewals that happened before Comey tells Trump, this is salacious and unverified. This was on there. This is in the FISA applications. The FBI believes that the Russian government's efforts to influence the 2016 U.S. presidential election were being coordinated with Page, Carter Page, and perhaps other individuals associated with Donald Trump's campaign. Ladies and gentlemen, where is the only place that allegation that Carter Page is colluding with the Russians on behalf of Donald Trump? Where is the only place that allegation exists? Producer Joe, you want to answer that? I would say, Dan, uh, that'd be the dossier. Dossier. Darn, darn kicking, Joe. Darn tooting, brother. <laughs> the only place it appears is the dossier. Yeah. Do you understand what McCarthy's saying there? The Woods file demanding that the people who signed these FISA applications verify the information. They were stamped, verified, verified Woods file information in a FISA and two renewals that they insisted were verified. The FBI includes in those applications information only in the dossier about Carter Page. And yet Jim Comey, after a renewal and another renewal and an initial application in January of 2017, still goes up to Trump Tower to tell Donald Trump it's not verified. That's not what you said, Jim. That's not what you signed. And that's certainly not what you said. You are a liar. The McCarthy piece goes on. It says, notably, in June of 2017, about a month after Mueller takes over the investigation, while he's getting his bearings, the DOJ and FBI went on to obtain a fourth FISA. This is amazing, folks. Yeah, man. Yet again, they use the same unverified information. Comey tells Trump is unverified, yet signs off is verified. That's me going off there. Back to the piece yet again. They withheld from the court the fact that this information was generated by the Clinton campaign and was peddled through the FBI. Here's where it's important. Second, I'm going to move down to the second paragraph here from McCarthy's piece. Please read this in the show notes. You know what's most telling about the fourth FISA, Joe, or the third renewal? Mm. The fact that it was never renewed again. Mm -hmm. Mm. The 90-day authorization lapsed in September of 2017. When it did, Mueller did not seek to extend it with a new warrant. Folks, I literally have goosebumps right now talking about this. I'm, I'm going to get like choked up talking about this because we've been right the whole time. I mean, we've been right the whole time. I say we because I take no credit for any of this. I have had a boatload of phenomenal sources. You know who you are. We've just put it together in a readable, digestible format and made some conclusions on our own. But with the help of multiple, we have been right the whole time. And when I say we have been right about the whole time, what have we been right about, Joe? The fourth FISA. The fourth one. Yeah. Signed by Rod Rosenstein. The last one is applied for and received in June of 2017. 
it lapses in September of 2017. It's not renewed by Bob Mueller. Folks, what happens in July of 2017? Well, if you're a regular listener to the show, you know that's when the Civil War breaks out. In July of 2017, one Robert Mueller gets word. He gets word from the, uh, from the Inspector General's office that some destructive, damaging texts have been uncovered of the lead investigator into Trump, Peter Stroke. Text to a woman who works in the FBI at a high level as a lawyer, Lisa Page. They're having an affair at the time. And the inspector general investigating the Clinton email case, ironically, tells Bob Mueller these texts are big trouble. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm convinced to this day, based on substantial information I've received and have uncovered along with many others, that what he figures out reading those texts is that this has been an entrapment of the Donald Trump team and has set up the entire time. Let me walk you through this, Joe. Mueller's appointed in May. Mm -hmm. He likely finds out immediately that this entire case is based on the dossier. Why is that? Well, I just showed you the slides from Andy McCarthy's piece where in each FBI application for a FISA, they include the Carter Page allegations. Those are only in the dossier. Mm -hmm. If the FBI's insisted from the start, this case was open because of Papadopoulos. Really? Well, why isn't he in that FISA then? Why is Page in the FISA? Because they're lying. Because the FBI's case was only the dossier. Mueller gets win of the of the uh, of the IG text. Mueller figures out he is investigating a hoax, ladies and gentlemen. Paula, can we put up that? Uh, I believe it's the uh, the slide about the the Civil War slide. I forget which one I told you, but. Uh, We'll put up the AP one next. I've got so much stuff in here. If not, I'll put it in post-production. It'll make more sense here. But what's that? No, put up the AP next. I sent you another one. I'm sorry, I forget. Oh, when Mueller finds out about the text, that uh, that piece. This is important. Mueller finds out about the text. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he understands, ladies and gentlemen, He's this, is, this goes back to the headline in the McCarthy piece. He knows right away. Walk through the timeline. In May of 2017, he's appointed. In June, halfway through, keep that up for a second. In June, another FISA to spy on the Trump team based on the hoax dossier, Mueller's already in office, is applied for and and uh, and and is accepted. They're still spying on the Trump team, folks. In July, a month after that, this is from Jeff Carlson at The Markets Work. Mueller had been on the job for two months. I'm quoting him. On July 27, 2017, the inspector general informed the special counsel he's now investigating Mueller's group. What happens next is interesting. George Papadopoulos is arrested on the same day he flew in from Germany for the event on a probable cause arrest, which is very unusual in the federal government. Usually you get the arrest warrant in advance. What am I telling you? That instead of that day in July... Instead of Bob Mueller doing the right thing after reading these texts and figuring out he is investigating a hoax, a hoax Jim Comey acknowledged to Donald Trump in January was a hoax. What did they do, Joe? They renewed the darn thing in January. Mm -hmm. I'm June. Excuse me. Mueller says nothing. In, In July, he finds out affirmatively that this thing is a total hoax. 
And by September, they don't even attempt to renew the FISA again, which says to you what? Why not renew the FISA, Joe, if Trump was colluding with the Russians? They didn't renew the FISA because Mueller knows in July this thing is a scam. He gets the text. That's the same month he arrests Manafort. They do the early morning raid. Uh, excuse me. They, they, they arrest Papadopoulos at the airport in a quickie arrest in the middle of the night. That's when they serve the search warrant, the early morning raid on Manafort. Mm-hmm. That's when the House GOP asks for a second special counsel. I'm telling you in July of 2017, everybody knows this is a hoax. Everyone. Mueller, the House GOP, everybody. Jim Comey, who's since fired, everybody knows this is a hoax. Sorry to confuse you, my lovely wife, but can you throw up the AP one now? Because I want to show you this is this is this is killer story from the AP. Court records were made public a few weeks ago that revealed that special counsel Bob Mueller quickly zeroed in on Michael Cohen, president's personal attorney. The heavily blacked out records released by a judge at the request of news organizations show that Mueller was investigating Cohen by July of 2017, much earlier than previously known. What does that tell you, folks? So in July of 2017, Mueller unquestionably finds out this is a hoax. He doesn't even try to renew the FISA. That's still in effect. Remember, June of 2017, they get a three-month renewal. Yeah, It lapses in September. Mueller does nothing about it. He gets the text in July of the, from, uh, from the IG. He figures out this whole thing is based on a dossier that the FBI's already acknowledged in the applications. Carter Page colluding with the Russians. Which is, I showed you the clip from the McCarthy piece. Mueller knows he's investigating a hoax. What does he do, Joe? He doesn't come out in front of the American public and do what an honorable public servant and special counsel mm-hmm. would have done. Ladies and gentlemen, this was a mistake. You've been misled. The FBI has signed off on a bunch of FISA warrants based on a dossier being run by a bunch of corrupt investigators. I have seen the text. Instead, what does Mueller do, Joe? In order to save face for a broken DOJ and FBI, talking about the management, not the people who work there. Yeah. He runs out and arrests Papadopoulos. He goes out and serves a search warrant on Manafort. And he opens up a case into Michael Cohen, the president's personal attorney, in July of 2017. Instead of doing a massive mea culpa in front of the American people. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. (laughs) That's good. True. (laughs) You... You, you, you're good, you. <laughs> Instead of doing the right thing, Mueller doesn't want to shut down the investigation. So Mueller engages in another 600 and plus day witch hunt against the president to degrade and destroy his presidency that only ends when Bill Barr is named attorney general. How about that? How about that? Now, 
doubling down. Folks, please tell me you understand where I'm going with this. Let me lay it out because I want to I want to wrap and tie this up for you. I've got a few more things to get to on this. Cool. The entire case Mueller is investigating is based on a dossier John Brennan knew about, included in the intelligence community assessment in December to give it some teeth. He lied about was given to the FBI. The FBI uses it to start their investigation because the FBI knew about it in the summer. I'll get to that in a second. The FBI then turns around through Jim Comey and lies about having verified it, which they did. They signed off on it, telling, uh, telling the president it's unverified. Never includes the Russia stuff in their briefing to the president because they don't want him to know what they're doing. A special counsel's appointed. The special counsel finds out in July of 2017, despite being office since, and since May, finds out through text that he's exposed to that the entire case is a fraud. He's got the text of the investigators. Instead of letting it go and apologizing to Trump and the American people, he doubles down, goes and arrests some of the people. George Papadopoulos serves a search warrant on another figure in the dossier, despite never charging him with collusion, and starts investigating the president's lawyer. Now does the August 2nd scope memo make sense? Bob Mueller's hired in May. In May, his charge in that hiring as a special counsel, what he's supposed to do is very, very clear. You are to go and investigate Russian interference in the election. Bob Mueller finds out, I'm telling you, immediately this is a hoax with regards to its relationship to the Trump team. Mm -hmm. On August 2nd, him and the DOJ, Mueller that is, and the Department of Justice, Rod Rosenstein primarily, draw up a revised set of instructions for what Mueller is supposed to do. August 2nd of 2017. Right after the July Civil War breaks out, where Mueller finds out he is investigating a hoax. Instead of going in front of the American people and acknowledging this has been a hoax the whole time, the DOJ and Mueller draw up a new set of charges for Mueller to go after in a revised scope memo that still remains classified. Ladies and gentlemen, looking at that AP report about uh, Mueller immediately turning his attention to Michael Cohen, despite knowing Cohen appears in the dossier as going to Prague and coordinating this whole thing with the Russians and giving the Russians money to hack the emails. That's the charge against Cohen. Mueller surely knows that's a hoax at this point. So he starts investigating people in the dossier, Manafort and Cohen, to do what? To put them in jail for some really bad stuff, unrelated to Russian charges because it's false, but to cover the caboose of the DOJ and FBI and say, hey, look, although these charges against Manafort and Cohen in the dossier are totally false, look, they were really bad guys. So the DOJ, my bad, so sad. But they were really investigating some bad people. In other words, if I can't prove Joe Armacost yeah. engaged in a collusion scandal to turn an election, maybe I can prove Joe Armacost stole his neighbor's hubcaps. <laughs> Therefore, he was a really bad guy. Yeah. This is a disgrace 
an intergalactic cosmic disgrace. Mueller should hang his head in shame. He should have briefed the American people in July of 2017 that we've all been victimized by a hoax. Instead, he goes back to DOJ and him and Rosenstein draw up a new set of charges. And what's in those charges based on what we know now? I'm reasonably confident what's in that scope memo and it's being redacted is permission for Bob Mueller to then investigate a nearly 600 plus day after he finds out the collusion hoax is nothing charge of obstruction of justice by the president of the United States. And also he is charged with going forward and at least verifying, if not formally in the scope memo, at least in Mueller's head, I have two jobs now. That's what Mueller says. Okay, we know collusion is a hoax. I'm embarrassed. The country should be embarrassed. The Obama administration should be embarrassed. Brennan, Comey, all my friends, because he's a swamp rat, Mueller. What do I do now? Well, Joe, if I can at least get the president convicted on obstruction of justice, which he couldn't, he failed. He was exonerated, the president. Or if I can at least prove we were investigating really bad guys, Michael Cohen and Manafort, and get Papadopoulos too. I can at least show that the DOJ, their heart was in the right place. Folks, adding to the drama here. It's infuriating. I mean, writing this book has been, book two has been, I was on the phone yesterday, yesterday, about two hours about this thing. Maybe an hour and a half. Just going over some of the more deeply disturbing details. Making it all worse, the Bob Mueller scam. Please understand what I'm saying with this. I'm telling you what Andy McCarthy said. When did Mueller figure this out? It is now crystal clear. Mueller figured out just months after he was hired, he was investigating a hoax. And not only did nothing about it, he went back to DOJ to get new duties, duties including making the president's people like Manafort and Papadopoulos look like really bad guys, number one. And and, and his new duty in the second uh, scope memo is duty number two to prove some kind of obstruction of justice charge. Instead of doing the right thing. Now, I'm going to make the case to you now that I believe Bob Mueller knew even earlier than the July 2017 Civil War, where he gets a notification about the text that this whole thing is a hoax, that he knew even earlier that this was a hoax, but took the job anyway. To get one last read in here. Companies like to be here. Owe them their respect. They're great companies that enjoy talking to you. Folks, uh, today's show also brought to you by our buddies at GenuCell. You wish that double chin would just disappear? Those bags and puffiness getting a little worse every day? Just listen to Robin X from uh, Robin S from Lubbock, Tex- Lubbock, Texas. Excuse me. I put the jawline cream on my neck about two or three days ago. It's the best my neck has looked in over 20 years. Several people told me my face looks young. I'm blown away. My mother-in-law loves this. Stuff. I just want to put a picture of my mother-in-law at some point. You'll be like, gosh, what is she, 25? No, she's not. She loves GenuCells. Great stuff. With GenuCells natural actives and a pure antioxidant base with no parabens, no chemical scents, and no pharmaceutical preservatives, it's the clean luxury your skin deserves every single day. Order right now, and the GenuCell jawline treatment is yours absolutely free just for ordering the classic GenuCell plant stem cell therapy for, for bags and puffiness. Text the word YOUNG. That's how you'll look, YOUNG, the opposite of old. Text the word YOUNG to 77453 or go to GenuCell.com. That's GenuCell.com with Chamonix's 100% money-back guarantee. You only have the bags, wrinkles, and double chin to lose. Order now, and three-day shipping is still free. 
Order now while it's still free. Three-day shipping, still free. Text YOUNG, 77453, or go to com. That's genucell.com, genucell.com. All right, so now we know it's a hoax. We know Brennan promoted the hoax. We know Mueller signed on to the hoax. We know Mueller found out it was a hoax at, 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 the, at the latest July of 2017. And we know they continue to investigate the president despite knowing the whole case was a hoax anyway, investigating him for likely for obstruction of justice and in an effort to prove these people were really bad guys. But you say July of 2017, damn, what makes you think Mueller knew even earlier, likely before he was even appointed or there was maybe when there was word he was going to get appointed, he got word of it. What makes you think he knew earlier? Yeah. Paul, if you wouldn't mind throwing up that piece on the uh, screen here from Catherine Herridge at Fox News regarding Andy Weissman. This is an older piece from a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, Catherine Herridge at Fox News. The piece is titled, uh, Mueller Deputy Briefed on Anti-Trump Dossier Research Methods Before 2016 Election. That was in his testimony. Here's a snippet from this piece that is going to blow your mind. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, Bob Mueller, who takes this job, first person he appoints to his special counsel investigative team is a man by the name of Andrew Weissman. Here's where it gets fascinating. Newly confirmed congressional testimonies from the Fox piece reveals that Andrew Weissman, a top deputy and special counsel Bob Mueller's Russia investigation, was briefed in August of 2016 on the opposition research behind the anti-Trump dossier, underscoring how early and widely the Democratic-funded research was shared among senior FBI and justice officials. Holy Moses. Oh, man. Bob Mueller's lead investigator, he appoints Weissman, knew in August of 2016 about the dossier and the political origins of it. Come on, dude. The same dossier in the beginning of the show, I told you via the Andy McCarthy piece, was used in the FISA applications four times, one while Mueller was a special counsel. Andy Weissman is working while they engage in the fourth Pfizer renewal based exclusively on the dossier. You saw the quote from the McCarthy piece. What appears in each of the renewals is the Carter Page allegation that is only in the dossier. Weissman knows the dossier is fake. He knows the dossier is political. He knows it's a hoax. And what does he do? Nobody speaks out. They allow the fourth FISA to go on and it has to lapse in September because by July they know the texts are out there. You may say, why didn't Mueller seek to renew it again? Because the texts are out there. Mueller knows he's going to be exposed investigating a hoax. And again, it's a hoax he knows from the start because his de chief deputy, ladies and gentlemen, knew in August of 2016. Mueller's appointed in May of 2017. 16, 17, 16, 17. His lead investigator knows it's a hoax document. They knew the whole time. Let me go back to my original question. What the hell was Bob Mueller doing for 675 days investigating a hoax dossier that his own deputy knew was a hoax? I told you what he was doing. He was engaging in a 600-plus day extended political attack on the President of the United States to protect the reputation of his buddies in the DOJ, the FBI, and the disgusting, fetid D.C. swamp. 
I don't want to. I'm, I'm not going to be doing a lot of. I, you know, I, I don't like to tease my own products, uh, folks. I don't want to wear you out on my show. But I'm, I'm again asking you as a favor to my audience. Um, it's not about the money or anything. I promise you. We, I, I don't mean that in a pretentious way. But please pick up my second book. It's available for pre-order now. I promise you, this is going to blow your mind because it tells the story. The first book, Spygate, is written like a police file. It's the most thorough background, footnoted background you're ever going to have on this case. The second book tells the narrative with the new information we have that is absolutely explosive. This stuff is going to be in there in stunning detail, along with another piece Matt Palumbo and I are working on now about the intelligence community assessment that if we can confirm it, is going to blow your mind. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just one quick funny note, and I'm going to wrap this up. Off topic a bit, but you know this small ad case, Joe? Oh, you know yeah. they have those brothers, the Osendero brothers? Yeah, yeah. So the allegations are that this actor from Empire, he paid these two brothers, the Osendero brothers, yeah. to, a, to a pretend to attack him, and he claimed it was MAGA supporters. I said to Paula yesterday, when you call people like brothers, doesn't it sound the brothers like funnier? And I was thinking, let me give you an example. You ever see White Men Can't Jump? Yeah. Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes? You remember the guys who were always tracking down Woody Harrelson for the money? You don't remember their names? They were the Stooky brothers. Whatever you say, the brothers. I, it's always, Why is it always I said to Paula, because it's because it sounds like a dopey conspiracy. The Osendero brothers. And I hear it on Fox all the time. And, and, you know, it's the only cable news I watch. The, the Osendero brothers. I said to Paula. Right? Is, right? Isn't it funny when they put brothers after anything? The, Osin, the Stooky brothers. I, I, I always think it's hysterical. It makes it sound like a totally inept conspiracy, you know? The Osendero brothers. Skin. The Stookies. The Stookies are coming for us. The Stooky brothers. There's that movie, The Sisters Brothers, that was just out. I just need a little bit of a light because I'm going to lose my mind. This stuff is so thick. All right. I'm going to tie up where we've been now, and we'll wrap it up for the day because this is important. Part two of this, I, we, I think the Brennan stuff, we've covered it ad nauseum. You get it. Brennan lied. Uh, that's now clear as day. Second, when did Mueller know? It is now clear as day. Mueller knew probably as early as his appointment in May of 2017. This was a hoax. His main deputy was briefed in 2016 on the hoax dossier. We've now conclusively let out the case for was the only basis for the entire FBI probe into Trump. Into Trump. Andy McCabe has even admitted the deputy director of the FBI. The case would never have existed without the existence of the dossier. Mm hmm. We now know why in the beginning when we played the sot, the uh, the sound of the video of John Brennan, we now know why he's running from the dossier because he promoted this and notice in that clip to tie this all together. If you rewind from the beginning and you watch it again, he's very, excuse me, he's very clear in that clip, John Brennan, that he turned it over to the FBI. Why? Because he's a cowardly snake. Brennan knows he took a fake hoax document and almost demanded via Harry Reid's letter after he briefed him, demanded that the FBI look into this. I want to make one final point on this. Mueller knows, his deputy knows. We now know he finds out in July, pursuant to the Civil War and the text, that even though he knew it was the, the, the dossier was a hoax, that now the texts were going to go public and Mueller's going to be embarrassed. So he flips the script, gets a revised set of duties from Rod Rosenstein to go forward and keep a 600-day investigation open to the president, not on the dossier, 
but on the people in the dossier and the obstruction thing to nail the president and damage Manafort and Papadopoulos and uh, and others to make sure that the FBI looks like good guys. One final point on this. Paula, can you throw up that photo with the red lines in it, the one I'd sent you before? You're so good. My wife is so, she can read my mind sometimes. This is how I refer to, I have so many, my notes today are so extensive. I'll show you when we come back on camera. They are so extensive um, that I'm like losing track of my own stuff. I was so excited about the show. This is important. This is Bruce Orr's testimony. In the July 30th conversation, one of the items of information Christopher Steele gave to me was that he had Rus- that he had information that the former head of the Russian Foreign Intelligence Service, the SVR, had stated to someone, I didn't know who they had Donald Trump over a battle. I'm on a hat tip at Undercover Huber on Twitter. He has a great thread up on this today. Why is any of this important? What is Orr saying, Bruce Orr, the number four official in the Department of Justice, and what does this have to do with the dossier and when the FBI opened the case and why Brennan is, this is why I'm going here, why Brennan is running from the FBI and blaming it on the FBI and why the FBI is changing their story now that Papadopoulos started the whole thing. The FBI knows they opened their case, ladies and gentlemen, 100% based on the dossier. Mueller has to go and lock up Papadopoulos for something. Why, Joe? Because he has to rescue the reputation of the FBI that is trying to change the story now. You see where I'm going with mm-hmm. this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Follow yeah. me. Why is Brennan saying, I don't have anything to do with the dossier because it's fake? I gave it to the FBI. They let them do it. By the way, I didn't even hear about the dossier until December. Yeah. Why is the FBI, if they believed in the dossier, raised their right hand, swore to it in front of a FISA court, as we now know, why is the FBI leaking to the media? The, F- uh, the dossier didn't start the case. Papadopoulos' conversation with Downer did. Because they're lying. The dossier is a hoax. Bruce Orr just said in congressional testimony, I just showed you, that he met with Christopher Steele on July 30th. What opens, and by the way, what do you think is passed to Bruce Orr? Well, he says it in that quote. Paula, can you throw that up again, if you don't mind? What is Christopher Steele passed to Bruce Orr on July 30th of 2016? That the Russians have Trump over a barrel. Ladies and gentlemen, where is the only place that information is contained? Remember, that's Steele telling Orr that on July 30th. Uh-huh. In Steele's dossier. What happens on July 31st of 2017? Crossfire hurricanes open. There we go. The investigation into Donald Trump. Bruce Orr runs over to Andy McCabe and Lisa Page's, uh, runs over to McCabe's office same day, July 30th. He runs over there, meets with McCabe and Lisa Page. The lawyer who's having an affair with Peter Stroke, whose texts are uncovered by the IG and given to Bob Mueller when the Civil War breaks out, July 2017, when this is all going to go public. Runs over July 30th. The very next day, Crossfire Hurricane is open. What does that tell you? That Bruce Orr's information he got from Christopher Steele that is only in the dossier about Russian intel, owning Donald Trump, being engaged in an extensive conspiracy, now entirely debunked and discredited, that that information, he runs there the next day. 
and they open up the case the next day based on this nonsense. One more slide, Paula, the Newland Gata thing. If you could throw that up, I'd really appreciate this. The FBI's already gotten wind of this, though. The Bureau already knows about some of the steel allegations. I think now, now that Bruce Orr had the information, Joe, and runs over on July 30th, now the FBI thinks with a wink and a nod, if they open up the case now, they can just blame it on DOJ, right? Mm. Let me read to you if it's from Chuck Ross, the Daily Caller. Orr's testimony confirms press reports. It's Christopher Steele, same guy who briefs Orr, DOJ guy, on July 30th of 2016, right? Mm Mm-hmm. That Steele flew to Rome to meet with an FBI contact with the approval of Assistant Secretary of State Victoria Nuland. By the way, noted Clinton hack. On July 5th of 2016, Gata, FBI agent, travels to London to meet with Steele at the offices of Steele's firm, Orbis, to pass on what Nuland acknowledges two to four pages of short points. Gee, were those the dossier? So on July 5th, the FBI is meeting with Steele in London. They're getting the dossier. They're probably looking at this thing thinking, oh, if we struck gold against Donald J. Trump. On July 30th, Steele meets with a DOJ official, Bruce Orr, who promptly runs over to Andy McCabe's office, relays to him information Steele gave him only in this dossier. The case is open magically the next day. Hey, look, Bruce Orr told us from the DOJ. Now we can definitely open it. Which is interesting because then a text appears. It's a fascinating text. I wonder if I, have, I don't really, I don't have it. I'm sorry, amongst all, amongst all my stuff, I lost it. But I have an interesting text. Uh, again, hat tip, undercover Huber, where the FBI officials are texting each other, seeing if they can back the uh, LHM letterhead memo, backdate it to July 31st, 2016. Tell me again how Papadopoulos and Downer started this whole thing. Now do you understand why Mueller had to arrest Papadopoulos? Because the FBI's story is not the truth. The FBI knows it started its case, just like John Brennan knows and lied about in the beginning, Mm -hmm. based on a dossier that's false. Mueller has to save their reputation. The FBI leaks to the media. We didn't start it on the dossier, despite the evidence I just showed you. We just, we uh, started this whole case based on a Papadopoulos tip. That's garbage. Mueller only arrests Papadopoulos to give some backbone to that, so it makes Papadopoulos look like a really bad guy to save the broken reputation of the FBI managers who on July 31st open up a case after meeting with Bruce Orr on July 30th who had met with Christopher Steele about the dossier. That's why everybody's scattering right now as the lights come on. Mm. Brennan, I don't know about the dossier. Comey, it's salacious and unverified. The FBI, we didn't start the case on the dossier. We started it based on Papadopoulos. You did? Really? Because your evidence is, even Downer's disputing the evidence of what happened at Papadopoulos' meeting. They're all running. I'll end the show as I started. You can keep going. You can keep driving, tires will fall off, you'll smoke the rims, the brakes will run out, but eventually you're all going to run out of gas, and you're going to get out of the car in groveling, humiliating fashion, with your hands up and have to acknowledge that you give up. You were the bad guys.
not the cops chasing you. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in again. Please pick up my book, Amazon. It's available. I'll put the link in the show notes today and on the website. Um, it is called Exonerated. It's, it covers all of this. Um, and please subscribe to the YouTube channel as well, youtube.com slash Bongino. Check out the video of this show. It'll blow your mind. Thanks again, folks. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.